Happy New Year again. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Anima, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. All right, this is going to be a weird one, a uh, short one, <laughs> probably as well. Uh, so basically, I don't have too much to talk about because uh, this past week, really, I've spent most of my most of the stuff I've watched is Harry Potter movies. <laughs> uh, I watched the uh, they, they had the twentieth anniversary uh, special come out on HBO, and I watched that last week, and I was like, oh damn, I should probably rewatch these. So I rewatched most of them again this week. And next week, uh, we're going to do a whole Harry Potter like episode. We're going to go through the entire franchise. I'm going to have a guest on. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but because that's really all I've been watching uh, so far, uh, like this past week, I don't really have a ton to talk about. There's a couple of movies uh, I want to bring up. Nothing to really warrant a full episode, though. Uh, but also, as we currently speak, it is 10... 34 uh, at, at the time of this recording right now uh, the Golden Globes are apparently going on so uh, the, obviously there's no broadcast this year I think the Hollywood Foreign Press Association got in some hot water for something I think they got cancelled uh, just for the lack of inclusion and diversity and how they choose their nominees and winners and all that uh, fun stuff but uh, so yeah there's no broadcast this year but they're still doing the ceremony, I guess, and they're not instead of just announcing all the winners at once, which would be really convenient for me. Uh, they're just rolling it out like it's an, a regular award show. So uh, we'll go through some of those as well. Uh, I'll, I, th- I think they're almost done, so I'll. I'm assuming they'd be over by like 11 uh, by this point. So probably wrap it up in the next like 20 minutes or so. Uh, but we'll start going through some of those. But in the meantime, uh, a couple of movies that I want to talk about. Some that. I didn't really get a chance to go into uh, last week, so I watched a bunch of stuff uh, over over the holidays. And all right, you know what? This is, all right. Here we go. This is just going to be a, a review dump. <laughs> uh, so last week, obviously, we did our you know top ten movies of twenty twenty one, but I did watch a bunch of other movies uh, during that winter break at you know. Some of them we uh, we talked briefly about last week, like uh, Licorice Pizza and Don't Look Up, and I'm sure there was more in there. But uh, I have a few other ones that I want to bring up, uh, just movies that I recently watched. It's uh, a nice, quick little review dump here. So uh, where do I begin? And I'm going to begin with Swan Song. Uh, it is the new uh, movie on Apple Plus uh, with Mahershala Ali, Glenn Close, uh, Naomi Harris, and... Alright, so this this movie's a little interesting. So the premise is basically it takes place in some kind of a near future where uh, people are able to clone themselves. And uh, Mahershala Ali, uh, his character is uh, dying from some, from some unknown sickness, but we know he's going to die. Uh, and he basically finds this doctor that will clone him and he the plan is to basically just leave the clone with his family so that his family never finds out that he died so bit, bit of an interesting premise uh, and obviously Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is one of the best in the game right now uh, Aquafina is also in it uh, not that that really did anything for me but uh, I'm just, I just pulled up the IMDB page and I was like oh yeah she's in that too <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was it, it was fine. Mahersh, Ali got nominated for a uh, Golden Globe for it, but you know, I don't think we're putting too much stock in those awards anymore. Uh, he's very good in it, and you know, it's a very well acted movie throughout. Uh, like I said, Naomi Harris, Aquafina, Glenn Close, uh, you know, some other people you might recognize in the cast there. Uh, but it's, I, I mean, at, at the center of it all, it's Mahershala Ali's movie. Um, but man, is it slow. Uh, this is a very, very, very slow movie. Uh, it's kind of like, I put this out there on Twitter, and, and we've actually been tweeting now, so you can go check this out. Uh, we, we, you can follow us at QuarantinemaPod uh, on Twitter, and I put something out there. It was like, this movie's kind of like if like Terrence Malick decided to do like a low-budget sci-fi movie. Uh, that kind of how <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. Uh, like it, it, it's beautifully shot. This movie looks absolutely incredible, uh, and like I said, it's very well acted. But at, I mean, the story is just not interesting at all. Um, you know, there's little to no action throughout. A lot of you know, just inter, like introspective, like you know, people wandering around, walking around, dramatic, dramatic music playing in nature, and just like I, I don't know, it's just it, it's very boring. <laughs> uh, not something I would particularly recommend. It's getting decent reviews. Uh, it's got a six eight on IMDb, which is you know decent. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you like Mahershala Ali, check it out. Uh, if not, you're not really missing much. But it's on Apple Plus uh, if you want to take a chance and check it out. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Being the Ricardos, another movie uh, that recently just came out. It's on Amazon. Uh, right now, watched it last week. I might have briefly brought this up uh, on last week's episode. I don't remember if I did or not, but, uh, but yeah, being the Ricardos, it's uh, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, stars Nicole Kidman, uh, Javier Bardem, J.K. Simmons, um, Nina Ar- Ar- Adriana, uh, Tony Hale, uh, Alia Shawkat. So you know, there's some there's some really good actors, uh, you know, in this film, and it's it's not it's not great uh, by any means, but I think I think it's really good. I think Nicole Nicole Kidman is absolutely incredible, and in Javier Bardem, uh, you know, one of uh, a bit of a different role for him. Uh, it's kind of lighter uh, than some of the other stuff we've seen him do. Uh, so it was nice to see him in that role. And J.K. Simmons, as always, is just amazing. And uh, Alia Shawkat, uh, in addition, I thought was very funny in this, but. Uh, the problem with this movie was that Aaron Sorkin is like he's got a style and we've talked about him before you know we've uh, we've dedicated episodes to some of his movies uh, The Social Network uh, Moneyball come to mind uh, I know we've talked about A Few Good Men at one point or another um, Molly's Game which I loved uh, The Trial of Chicago 7 which came out last year which I thought was really really good uh, and this is his, so this is his third directional effort, and this is definitely his third. <laughs> this definitely ranks third on there. I'd say Molly's Game is probably my favorite one of the movies he's directed. Uh, but you know, not that this is a bad movie uh, or anything at all. It's just like it's Aaron Sorkin at his Aaron Sorkiniest. You know, between the sense of humor and the like, how much he loves to just dive into like the art of like joke writing and comedy and you know show business and stuff like that and like this whole like you know he's got this like very like unique sense of dialogue obviously it's very fast uh everyone is seems to be smarter than the other person 
Uh, and, you know, it's very theatrical. You know, he's got a playwriting background. Uh, but he... It, it's it's just a little too much uh, with this one. Uh, you know, and, and there's just so many different things uh, going on in this movie. Like, there's all, all these different plots. So, actually, if you're not familiar with the plot of the movie... Uh, so, basically, it follows a week in the making of uh, an episode of I Love Lucy. And during that week, uh, Lucy, uh, Lucille Ball is uh, accused of uh, being a communist or something comes out that she was, you know, has ties to the communist party. Uh, so there's fear of her being blacklisted and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, she's trying to put the show together. Uh, and she's also got these suspicions about uh, Desi Arnaz, who uh, played by Javier Bardem. Uh, you know, she's starting to get all these suspicions about, uh, you know, is he sleeping around? What's he doing? Uh, so their marriage is kind of on the, you know, on the fritz too. So, uh, there's a ton of stuff going on in this movie, uh, which is, you know, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, it just wraps up a little too quickly. And I think it kind of just waters itself down uh, a little bit. You don't really get to go too, too into one thing. Like, uh, okay like you go from the communism thing and then like they you think that like they solve that crisis and then all of a sudden like they have to talk about oh like you know which how are we going to block this scene and then it's, it's this whole thing and then that gets resolved and it's like oh oh my god now she's pregnant and it's like it's just like one thing leads into the other and it's just like you never get a moment to breathe <laughs> uh really but uh but yeah no i i think uh it's going to be a contender in the awards uh, ceremonies this year, I think. Uh, probably unnecessarily. I think it's just because of the names associated with it, it's just going to get a lot more eyes on it. Uh, Nicole Kidman, I mean, deserves, uh, you know, whatever she gets. I, I don't think she's going to win Best Actress or anything like that, but uh, she's going to get nominated for a bunch of stuff. She already has been. Um, I, but, yeah, no, I just don't I don't see it really doing too, too much. Uh, Alia Shawkat I thought was great. Uh, and I'd love to see her get nominated, but I haven't really seen her on any lists yet. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in there, but eh, doesn't really doesn't really do it for me. I'd <laughs> I could probably drop him from a couple of lists that I've seen him on uh, in favor of some other people. But uh, but overall, I mean, being the Ricardos was it was good. It was not great. It was good. It was average to good, I would say. So like, if you know, we're talking scale of one to 10, probably like a six, uh, in my opinion. But, uh, but if you like Aaron Sorkin, check it out. It's on Amazon, uh, right now just came out and yeah, just well acted, uh, you know, interesting story. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just a little too much. Uh, he's, and if you don't like Aaron Sorkin and you don't like his particular style, then you will definitely not like this movie because he, he slaps it on pretty thick. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, some other movies uh, I watched: uh, Office Christmas Party, uh, <laughs> uh, Day Before Christmas. Uh, I had to watch the TV version, which sucks. Uh, I hate watching the TV version of movies. I hate the commercial interruptions. I hate uh, when people can't use like language gets altered and stuff like that. I just I can't stand it. But I really wanted to watch this movie at some point, and. I remember seeing it in theaters. I didn't think it was hilarious. I thought there were some really funny parts uh, to it. It's a, it's a really great cast. Uh, T.J. Miller, Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Courtney B. Vance, Kate McKinnon, Jillian Bell, Rob Corddry, Randall Park, Vanessa Bayer, 
Sam Richardson. So it's like this is a stacked cast of very, very, very funny people. Uh, Jimmy Butler from the Bulls <laughs> uh, is in there at some point. Uh, although now he's on the who does Jimmy Butler play for now? Sixers? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, it, Office Christmas Party, moderately funny uh, the second time around. Again, I had to watch the TV version, which I hate, uh, so that probably took a little bit from it. But uh, you know, Kate McKinnon's very funny in this movie. Uh, Jason Bateman, uh, you know, is just an incredible, uh, you know, straight man after what he's doing. Uh, Rob Corddry, very funny. Randall Park, very funny. Vanessa Bayer, very funny. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of funny bits to go around. Uh, in this movie, it's, is it the funniest movie of all time? No, uh, definitely not. Uh, not. I wouldn't even call it like a Christmas like modern classic or anything like that. But it's it's good. It's it's good for a couple of laughs. So Office Christmas Party, you're probably not going to see it on you know streaming anywhere or um, you know <laughs> in syndication anywhere until next Christmas. But uh, check it out uh, if you get a chance. Uh, also, another movie that I watched, which I hadn't seen in a long, long time, uh, was uh, King Arthur. Uh, with Clive Owen, Kira Knightley, um, Owen Gruffled. I mean, this is this is an old, old, old ass movie. <laughs> it's also got uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Joel, Joel Edgerton, Ray Winstone, uh, Antoine uh, Fuqua. Who uh, you know, if you don't recognize the name, uh, he did he did Training Day. Uh, you know, uh, Two Guns. I think he did uh, as well. Uh, did he do Two Guns? Let's look that up. Uh, he did not, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Magnificent Seven, Southpaw, Equalizer. So, he, 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 you know, he's an action guy. And King Arthur is... I remember, like, when this movie came out, I thought it was the fucking shit. <laughs> like, I saw it in theaters, uh, and, like, I just thought it was, like, the greatest thing I had ever seen. Uh, back in 2004 and like and there's still like a little bit of uh, pieces of that in there like you know the action sequences are decent uh, now they're pretty good uh, the story's a little eh, whatever so basically I mean I, I like what they did with it it was really cool but like this is a movie that needed to be rated R <laughs> and, it, and for some reason it's PG-13 and like the like it, it just need, it it needs to be more violent than it is. I hate saying that, <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons. But at the end of the day, it's like that's what this movie's lacking. It's just like intensity, especially when you see stuff like Game of Thrones and uh, you know, just kind of like this like genre. Uh, you know, it, you can't you can't pull your punches anymore. And I mean, granted, this was two thousand four, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> It was. It, it just stunk uh, that you know that that's what was wrong with the movie is that they were pulling punches, uh, literally in this case. So, uh, but no, I mean it's. But it's it's still a d- decent viewing. Uh, you know, it's mildly entertaining. Early roles for uh, some you know decent na- big name actors. Uh, Keira Knightley. I think this was like her follow up to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so she had done that. Uh, Clive Owen was. Up and coming, but still kind of like in his prime, if that makes sense. Like he, <laughs> like I think he'd been nominated for an Oscar uh, at this point. Um, 
But I think the like it's funny when I was doing like the did you knows for this one, Jerry Bruckheimer or whoever the producer was on it was just like Clive Owen is going to be the next James Bond, so we're going to get Clive Owen to star in this movie because ironically Antoine Fuqua wanted. I think Daniel Craig uh, for uh, for the role of King Arthur, uh, but he said like no, like we're gonna get Clive Owen because Clive Owen's gonna be James Bond, and then this movie's gonna have a lot of shelf life like after it comes out, uh, and that didn't obviously work out. Daniel Craig ended up being <laughs> James Bond instead. Uh, so, but I mean, it's not that Clive Owen's like miscast or anything, but uh, I mean, I. I during this era, like, you know, he had this, he had Children of Men, Shoot 'em Up, uh, you know, a couple other ones as well. But uh, no, I, I like Clive Owen during that, like, mid-2000s area. That, that, was a, that was a fun time. And uh, also, just, let's see, 2004, yeah, so 12-year-old Connor was a big fan of Keira Knightley in this movie. Uh, but yeah, no, it's also, it's also cool to see an early roles for Joel Edgerton and uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Ray Winstone had obviously been around uh, for a little bit. Stone uh, Skarsgård as well. Uh, Till Schweiger, who you might not recognize the name. You might recognize his face. Uh, he is Hugo Stiglitz from Inglorious Bastards. Uh, is also in this. Is kind of this like Viking dude, which is you know pretty entertaining. So uh, King Arthur, I think it was on Hulu uh, when I saw it. So you know if you're feeling nostalgic, <laughs> you know looking for some. Mid to mid two thousands violence. I think uh, King Arthur is well, not a hundred percent the right thing for you, but I I I watched it and I enjoyed it, uh, but also enjoyed it thinking that like how the hell did I ever think that this was like the best movie ever? <laughs> uh, okay, so that is gonna do it for movies uh, this week. Just get, oh no, uh, I have one more. Uh, you were never really here. Uh, on Amazon, I finally got around to watching it this week. I've been hearing about it for a couple of years. It's gotten the the internet loves this movie uh, for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, I know the reason. It's because of Joaquin Phoenix, who's really fucking good uh, in this movie. Uh, basically, he's Joaquin Phoenix plays a veteran with uh, PTSD, who you know is kind of involved in this like crime world. He's essentially you know he, you know he's, I don't want to say he's a hitman, but like he does. That's the kind of shit he does. Uh, and he basically goes on this mission to save this girl, but he gets double crossed and all this like stuff. So it's honestly a pretty, Oh, I mean, it's okay. Uh, the, you know, some of the action sequences are, are pretty interesting. Um, not great, but it not, yeah, not great, but good. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is really good uh, in this movie, but outside of his performance, like it's kind of, been there done that like uh, nothing really blew me away i didn't really think anything about the way they shot it was too crazy there's no really like oh shit moments uh in the movie for me or you know anything like that so i mean it was i was a little underwhelmed i think by the whole thing uh i I was thinking of it kind of reminded me of taxi driver uh with robert de niro uh, a little bit and you know i immediately started reading about this stuff because this is what I do. <laughs> uh, and, like, everyone kind of said the same thing. He's like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Taxi Driver. Uh, you know, it kind of gets that vibe to it. But, like, I'm also just not the biggest fan of Taxi Driver. Like, I I mean, I get it. Like, I understand why it's good. I don't understand why it's this, like, American classic. Uh, I don't know. I think it's more so just, like, the names that are associated. It's, like, early Scorsese and early De Niro and just, like, all this stuff around it. I don't get I just don't get it. So maybe maybe that's why this movie didn't really resonate with me that much. Maybe I just don't get it. But 
you're never really here. It's on Amazon. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, go watch it. If you like Joaquin Phoenix, maybe check it out. But that is about all I have to say about that. Uh, okay, so all right, let's get to the Golden Globes uh, while stuff is still coming in here. Uh, looks like we're still missing a few key categories, but we're starting to get a little more filled out. Uh, so, okay, so they haven't done Best Drama yet. Uh, they have done Best Comedy. Uh, let's see, nominees were uh, Serrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. And West Side Story was the winner. Not surprised that it won uh, at all, really. Uh, I've seen all these except Serrano. I would probably go with Licorice Pizza here, but it's the Golden Globes, and, you know, they... <laughs> they're they're very predictable, uh, so I'm not surprised the West Side Story won here. I'm not going to sit here and you know kick and scream about it, but uh, yeah, no, I would have gone with Licorice Pizza here. L- Don't look up as the funniest out of you, you know these comedies, but uh, there are a bunch of musicals this year. I'm I'm actually really surprised In the Heights uh, didn't get uh, nominated or, over Serrano, but again, I haven't seen Serrano yet, so who knows? Uh, but yeah, so West Side Story wins Best Comedy. That's comedy or musical that's you know that is what it is this one's interesting uh best director uh jane campion uh won for power of the dog and she beat out kenneth branagh maggie gyllenhaal uh for lost daughter steven spielberg for west side story and denny villeneuve for dune i was convinced that it was that this was going to be branagh or villeneuve uh you know it was one of theirs to lose but jane campion comes in and wins but I mean, we'll see. I I didn't. I really just didn't love the power of the dog. Like it was well done for sure, uh, extremely well acted. Uh, but I, I just I don't get all the hype that it's getting. I really really don't. But you know, maybe someone knows something that I don't. But the Golden Globes, you know, I, I mean, it gives Jane Campion momentum for sure. I think she's up for Critics' Choice Awards, too. I should probably have those up, but I don't, and I'm not going to pull them up because I don't want this episode to go too long. Uh, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't think she's going to end up winning an Oscar. I think that this is kind of like Denny Villeneuve's moment to be like, hey, like, <laughs> like this guy this guy's the best director in Hollywood right now. Like, it's I think it's time to give him some for Dune. Although they could do, give him the Peter Jackson treatment and, like, make him wait until the second one comes out. But we'll see. I mean, it was. I, I thought it was going to be Villeneuve or Kenneth Branagh, but we'll see. I mean, gives Jane Campion a little bit of momentum, but I don't think that it's indicative that uh, you know she's going to go off and win an Oscar or anything like that. Uh, all right, moving on. Best screenplay for a motion picture nominees were Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, Adam McKay for Don't Look Up, and Aaron Sorkin for Being the Ricardo. So that's actually kind of cool that. Uh, all the nominees for best screenplay here were also directors, so you know writer directors. Um, uh, Kenneth Branagh won for Belfast, and I have no quarrels with that. That's that's completely okay, a okay with me. Um, I think, and you know, with the, the Globes, they don't care about adapted or original, so they you know there's a mix. Like I know uh, Licorice Pizza is an original one. I think Belfast is an original one. Power of the Dog. And being the Ricardos, I think are adapted. Don't look up. I think that's original as well. So a uh, bit of a mix here, but no, I think Kenneth Branagh is going to win. Uh, 
the Oscar for this as well. So I, like I said, I thought Belfast was going to be kind of the picture to beat. I know we're still waiting on Best Drama to come in, uh, which we probably will in a couple of minutes here. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I completely get that. Uh, no, no quarrels with me. Uh, all right, moving on to some of the acting awards. Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Uh, we had Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog. Will Smith uh, for King Richard. Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mahershala Ali and Swan Song, Javier Bardem and Being the Ricardos. Look at that. We already talked about two of these movies today. Uh, Will Smith won, which I'm fine with. Uh, you know, I think it's some of the best work he's done. I think it's, you know, that time in his career where people are just like, hey, yeah, let's let's give Will something. <laughs> you know, I know it's been a rough, like, decade or so uh, for him, but... Uh, Mahershala Ali, I don't really think should probably... Yeah, he, he just shouldn't be in this field, if you ask me. Uh, Javier Bardem, yeah, he's good, not great. But, I mean, I think, like, when we get to, uh, like, the Oscar stuff, uh, and, like, we're not looking at stuff by categories anymore, I think uh, we're going to see much more of the comedy people because, like, you know, your Andrew Garfield, your Leonardo DiCaprio is the... Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a funny year. Uh, well, funny, and by funny, I mean there's a lot of musicals that came out. So I think I don't think this five is going to be, uh, you know, the five going forward. Uh, but yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, I could have seen him win it, but at the same time, I think Will Smith's kind of like, it's that, okay, it's career achievement time for Will Smith. Where it, this is that movie. We don't know if he's ever going to be this good ever again. So uh, I have no problem with King Richard winning, I think. I don't know. No, no, like lead actors really like blew me away uh, this year. I think the best one I probably saw was Andrew Garfield, but more on him later. All right, best actress in a motion picture drama. Uh, Nicole Kidman uh, was the winner for this one for being the Ricardo. She beat out Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga in House of Gucci, and Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Uh, I don't have any problem with that. I have also only seen one of these movies, so I don't really have a ton of input. Uh, most of the r- research I had done leading up to this led me to believe that Kristen Stewart probably would have been the favorite. But, uh, hey, I'm, Nicole Kidman was really good uh, in that movie, so we'll, we'll see uh, how that one turns out moving forward. Uh, I know sim- the, there's a lot of actress- actresses in the comedy side of things that might uh, have something to say about that. Uh, all right, best actor in, in a musical or comedy. Andrew Garfield won for Tick, Tick, Boom, beating out Leo in Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage in Serrano, Cooper Hoffman in Licorice Pizza, and Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. I have zero problems with this one. Um, Andrew Garfield's for sure going to go on and get a no- uh, you know nominated for an Oscar for this one. Like I think... So for the for the best actor race, you're going to have Will Smith is going to be in there. Andrew Garfield's going to be in there. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in there. I'm pretty sure Denzel is going to be in there. I'm going to watch Macbeth this week. I think it comes out on like Tuesday or something. Maybe next week. I might be wrong about that. Uh, and then it's really that that fifth spot is what's kind of up in the air. So I could see that being, uh, you know, I could see it being Leo. I could see it being Javier Bardem. But. Whoever I mean, whoever it's going to be, I don't see them <laughs> winning anything. I think it's uh, ultimately going to come down to a race between Andrew Garfield and Will Smith, and I think Will Smith is going to win this one out. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, best actress, musical or comedy. 
uh, Marion Cotillard for Annette, Alana Heim in Lic- Licorice Pizza, Jennifer Lawrence in Don't Look Up, Emma Stone in Cruella, and Rachel Ziegler in West Side Story, who was the winner uh, here. So I, I'm i a little bummed that Alana Heim didn't win this one. She, I thought she was really, really fucking good in Licorice Pizza, and I thought Ziegler's performance in West Side Story was occasionally a little distracting. Um but her and uh, Ansel Elgort just had such like bad chemistry uh, in that movie that you know it kind of took away from it. It was, it, I mean, it was his fault, <laughs> I think so. But and she was really good. I'm not like you know sitting here you know shaking my fist at the clouds or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I would have given given this one to Alana Heim, uh, if you ask me. All right, moving on. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, we had Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar, Jamie Dornan in Belfast, Kieran Hines in Belfast, Troy Kotzer in Coda, and Cody Smith-McPhee in Power of the Dog. And Cody Smith-McPhee uh, was the winner here. Not, I'm not too, too surprised by this one. I thought Kieran Hines would have been uh, the betting favorite here, uh, although Troy Kotzer should win, uh, in my opinion. But uh, no, I, I don't... Cody Smith McPhee was really, really good uh, in that movie, and I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, I think he's gonna be a contender, um, you know, moving forward uh, for this one. I so this is an interesting step in the right direction for Cody Smith McPhee. I think Hines, Kotzer, and uh, Cody are all gonna be in the race uh, together. Jamie Dornan will see. Uh, I would like to see him in there. Um, ben Affleck will, uh, you know, will also see. Uh, I think. Uh, who are we missing here? There's someone that I wanted to. Uh, I know I was talking about. Oh, uh, Mark and uh, Mark Rylance from Don't Look Up. I need to see him uh, starting to get nominated for stuff. But I think, yeah, the nom- these nominees came out before Don't Look Up did. So maybe there's just hasn't been enough visibility. I mean, I'm curious to see what like SAG and you know, what, what they come out with. Uh, but Rylance should be in here, uh, for something, but, uh, but in the meantime, Cody Smith McPhee wins and I'm okay with that. Uh, although Troy Kotzer should win. All right, moving on. Best supporting actress. Uh, Ariana DeBose is the winner for West Side Story. She beat out Catriona Balfe, Kirsten Dunst, uh, for Power of the Dog, uh, Anjane, Ellis for King Richard and Ruth Nega for Passing. Uh, I have no problem with this. Uh, she Ariana DeBose is really fucking good in this one. I just I love Catriona and Bal, uh, in Belfast, um, and I also really like Jodie Comer in The Last Duel. Uh, but I think there's just a little like, is it a supporting role? Is it a lead role? You know who knows uh, really. So, uh, but Ariana DeBose is the safest bet of the four acting categories right now. I think she's gonna walk away uh, and just clean up this award season. Uh, but yeah, that's no surprise, and I'm totally fine with it. Uh, all right, moving on. Foreign language. Drive my car is the winner, but I haven't seen any of those, so I'm just not even gonna dive into it. Uh, best original score. Hans Zimmer uh, is a winner for Dune. Uh, that's always kind of cool. Uh, he beat out uh, Alexandre Desplat for French Dispatch, Jermaine Franco for Encanto, Johnny Greenwood for Power of the Dog, and Alberto Iglesias for Parallel Mothers. Uh, I just I love Hans Zimmer music, and I know he doesn't win a whole lot. He gets nominated a lot, but he does, he never really wins. So it's cool to see him win. So good for him. 
Uh, and then best original song, uh, Billie Eilish won for something from No Time to Die, which I disagree with because that movie kind of stuck. All right, uh, all right, moving on. And they haven't, they still haven't announced the best drama winner yet. That's really annoying. All right, uh, I'm not gonna go too too into TV stuff uh, right now. Uh, let's see. It looks like Hacks won for best comedy. Underground Railroad won for best limited series. That, I'm surprised that that beat out Mayor of Easttown. Um, Jeremy Strong won Best Actor for Succession. Good for him. That's well-deserved. Uh, MJ Rodriguez won for Pose um, for Best Actress. That's interesting. Uh, all right, Best Actor in a Comedy, Jason Sudeikis uh, for Ted Lasso. That's no surprise at all. Jane Smart and Hacks, uh, Best Actress in a Comedy. Again, no surprise. Uh, limited series Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. I actually, I, I might check out Dope Sick. I'm, I've heard really, really good things. Uh, so I think it's on Hulu. I'll, I'll check that out. We'll get to that one shortly. Uh, and the big surprise for me was uh, the winner of Best Supporting a- Actor for a, yeah. So that you know they mix them all together. Uh, so it's Oh Young Soo, uh, the old guy from Squid Game, uh, <laughs> won a Golden Globe. He beat out. Uh, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, Mark Duplass from The Morning Show, Kieran Culkin from Succession, and Billy Crudup from The Morning Show. I would have given it to Kieran Culkin here, but that's awesome that Squid Game won a Golden Globe. Uh, But again, we're not putting too much stock in the Golden Globes. Uh, Have they announced... Maybe that website just hadn't updated yet? Um, Come on, come on, come on. The Power of the Dog uh, won Best Drama. I I disagree. <laughs> I respectfully disagree uh, with that call. Uh, Power of the Dog, it beat out Belfast, King Richard, Dune, and Coda. Coda is my favorite. was my favorite movie of the year, so we all, I think we all know where I stand there. But I would have bet that Belfast would have won here. And I, I don't know. I just... Power of the Dog, I just didn't get it. I just... I don't understand all the hype around it, but... And, and I'm kind of like I'm sitting here and I'm hoping that like you know the Golden Globes aren't going to be like indicative of what happens I think the critics choice will probably be a better in- indicator of where people are at um, I mean we just got to wait for the SAG nominations to come out and Oscars nominees come out in early February I think so got a little ways to go but Power of the Dog gets a lot of momentum uh, you know winning best picture best director and best supporting actor tonight so uh, it's gonna. It, I mean, stuff like this, like it'll put more eyes on the movie. It's on Netflix, um, but I, I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, it's a, it's very artsy fartsy uh, film, if you ask me. But uh, again, very well acted uh, throughout. I'm, I'm glad Kirsten Dunst didn't win anything because I think she's been she's she's been the most overrated part of the of the movie so far to me. Uh, but. Yeah, I will say. I mean, this could be good for Benedict Cumberbatch, too. Uh, you know, more people see this, he gets some more eyes on it. And I, I, don't know, I mean, it's it's kind of like the unofficial like, kickoff to award season, and Power of the Dog's doing a lot better than I thought it was going to. So, uh, But no, it wasn't anywhere close to the top 10 <laughs> for me, anyway. Well, I think that that's going to do it. Let's keep this one short. So. Uh, why don't you be a doll and go follow us on social media? We're at Quarantinema Pod, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show, Spotify, 
iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard, you can find us there. Uh, so in the meantime, don't be a hero, stay inside, and watch a movie.